And I'm with Sylvia, also known as C from Sister to Sister. Hey, C, how are you? Hey, you. Well, I just wanted to talk to you about the latest track from Prince. Um, I think it's Welcome to America. We just checked it out. So what are your thoughts on it? It reminds me of his old stuff. I think he's trying to bring that back. Yeah, he's gone but not forgotten. And she's a big Prince fan, so she knows about his old stuff. So is it a thumbs up on this, or what do you think? I think it's still good. Okay, so she says, classic Prince. Thank you. Hey, people, this is Irene with CBiz Media. Thanks for joining us again. You just heard from my sis, Sylvia, from Sister to Sister. And um, I concur. I really like the Prince track, his new music coming out. I'm not sure if it's a full album. It probably is, but we heard the track Welcome to America on YouTube. You can check it out there. And it does have some classic Prince vibes, and it does truly reflect some of the some of this shame on America, some of the things America needs to work on um, because we have work to do. And it seems like, you know, I remember back in the day when I was growing up and they made songs about America and and like everything is so perfect with America, um, our beautiful country. And, you know, there's some beautiful parts, but there's some dark parts that we have to work on, just like that song, This Is America. And I think Prince did a song, America, you know, that song, which I think that one also has some undertones. If you know America, we have some things that we have to work on. So very uh, mindful song. And I think Prince is a very mindful artist. He's always had some undertones of some message in, in most of his popular music. There's something there. Besides his sexual songs, which he does have those, but he has some songs that actually are spiritual that have a message to it. There's um, a song because I know Prince has always been known for being like super sexy, maybe even androgynous. We're not sure of his um, sexuality as far as his choices. He, he seems pretty much open. I mean, that's my idea of Prince, especially growing up, growing up in the church. He was definitely somebody that was a little bit different. And as I got older, I grew to, you know, enjoy his diversities and the things that made him different. You know, between Michael Jackson and Prince, I always picked Michael Jackson. He was more mainstream, more pop. But um, later on, I I saw that Prince had a lot more depth that he was not always um, being seen as getting credit for. I like this song called Get on the Boat. And I think that's on his 2131 album. And that definitely is a gospel message in there. Then we have um, a song called Money Don't Matter, which I really love that song. But I think Prince and Michael Jackson were both Jehovah Witnesses. They both, in a way, struggled when it came to their faith on some level. But Prince really had a lot of messages talking about God, talking about something bigger. And even that song, I Will Die For You, it even had tones of, you know, he's talking about Jesus this isn't is not just a love uh, relationship situation. It's deeper than that. And I would like to know his explanations on some of his songs because I don't know um, 
his backstory. And I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere, but I see God in it. And I don't know, maybe it's because of my faith as well that I see God in a lot of things. And I see God using people that maybe you didn't think that he would use. But the song Money Don't Matter, I just really enjoy that song, the tone, the, the way the tune goes, as well as the message of, you know, how we kind of glorify money and put certain things on top in the life. We're kind of vain when it comes to our world, but there's so much deeper things going on that we need to look at. And it's this one line, um, you're better off making sure your soul's all right because money didn't matter yesterday and it sure don't matter tonight. All right, guys. So I hope you check out Welcome to America on YouTube. And we're going to talk a little bit more right after this. So I've got this new project coming out called Solo. My birthday's coming up soon. And I just want to share my story, my life journey through my relationships and through those elements of my life, whether it comes to family or love. I'm sharing my life, my solo journey coming soon. So please support. And if you'd like to connect with me and learn more, go to cbiztvonline.com. That's cbiztvonline.com, or you can email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com, cbiztv at yahoo.com, and just keep it here, and you'll find out more about Solo, and hopefully you will support this project and check it out. Thank you. It's going to be an audio and visual experience, a little different than our regular podcasting, but it's going to be a very special presentation and I hope you enjoy it. So the Mahalia movie, the Aretha movie, um, Aretha was not a movie. It was like a little mini series, like eight episodes, you know, spanning across her life. And, you know, there's going to be some spoilers, guys, but we know these two iconic women anyway. We know their lives. We've seen it play out, those that were alive. And from Mahalia, we've seen the history. We've seen the video. We've seen how both of these women participated with Martin Luther King and had a big connection with him. So they had that very much in common. They both came from the gospel world. These things are so similar. They're, these women are very similar. When I watched um, Aretha, the miniseries on Nat Geo, Cynthia Erivo was a great. She did a wonderful job, even though I don't feel that she resembles Aretha um, greatly. But neither do I think Jennifer Hudson does either, even though she's going to be playing her, as far as I know, in the um, theater version of the movie even though I say Jennifer may have a little more resemblance than Cynthia, but she did a great job. Cynthia used her own voice and she doesn't sound exactly like Aretha. Of course, Aretha's a voice of her own, but she has a strong voice and I did hear some tones of Aretha in there. So I think she did a quality job and you can check that out again on National Geographic channel. They call it Net Geo. I think it's also streaming and it may even be streaming on Disney Plus as well, so you could check that one out. I think it was a good watch. 
found out some things about Aretha that was like, wow, like I did know that she came from the church and I heard that she did have a child or children at a young age. I didn't know she had like a couple of kids at a quite a young age. They didn't talk much about the fathers. It looks like her dad kind of let her left her out there and she kind of got into some trouble and got into some adult things a little bit too soon. And her father being like a renowned pastor that everyone loved, he had a side where he was a womanizer, where he was out partying as well. So to me, I feel like um, Aretha's life was a little bit complicated. Uh, Whose life isn't? But, you know, to be so much into the church yet and have that foundation of God, yet also have no problem with going to clubs, drinking, and, you know, other, other activities that we don't, deem as church-like so to speak so but you'd be kind of surprised how many people actually live that lifestyle and go between those worlds quite easily but um Aretha is somebody that we will always look up to as a legend you know who doesn't have things in their past there's a book out um talking about different things in her past that people don't agree with. I heard the family didn't exactly like the Nat Geo version of this, the Aretha special. I think it's called Genius, where they profile different people considered geniuses in our history. So I don't know. The family was not uh, very happy with it, but, and I don't know. I mean, we see a lot of things and a lot of stories and for the most part we believe it's a true depiction nobody knows 100 percent, but the people that were actually there but yeah um i think that they pretty much they probably got a lot of it right if not all of it right i mean i don't think you can be that off and that wrong on somebody's life story without getting sued for libel or whatnot so even though i don't even think to some degree, it's not worth it. But if you have a legendary name like Aretha Franklin, I would completely sue for libel if somebody defamed her name. Um, there was a part of the series where she was starting to get big and it was like um, reporters, I think, from the Rolling Stone that wanted to interview her and her family and they tried to put on their best face. And she said, you know, be careful what you say. But um, they kind of drug her through the dirt in some ways and put some things out and I don't they made it look like her husband said some things that he probably shouldn't have said as well took him to the side some off the record comments maybe but after that it seemed like she had no trust in the media and I would watch like old clips of her doing different interviews and she was like had a little attitude she was being smart with the people interviewing and you know, you can't say anything to her because she's a legend and the queen of soul. But I was like, wow, Aretha, she was not a joke on so many levels. And she was a diva. Some people say oh, she had that diva attitude. Well, I could see it in some of her interviews. And, you know, I just think she's legendary. I think she's an amazing woman with an amazing story. And we were blessed to have her for as long as we did. Definitely representing Detroit, where I'm from. And at the Motor City so definitely always legendary in my book and then we go to Mahalia Mahalia was very much into church and into God and her mother instilled that in her and people were trying to get her to sing things that were outside of what she believed and 
all as well as singing the blues and in that time she's i feel like she's kind of pre-aretha but not so much because they did exist within the same time frame but i think her era was a little bit before aretha of course there's an age difference but you know in that time a lot of black people were suffering still suffering now but the blues was our music and she said she didn't want to sing the blues she didn't want to sing about things she already deals with but she wanted to sing about the gospel something that lift you up and enlighten you and be the answer to that blues so i really like that she said that in the movie the young lady that played her did a terrific job when i saw some of the previews i said i don't know something about this looks contrived it looks put together but when this young lady when i watched it and this young lady did a wonderful job the story was very good so i have to give robin roberts a big hand because i think she's the main producer in this project and this young lady i've never seen her before she has an amazing voice and she did very well depicting mahalia and parts of it almost seemed a little updated as far as the way the music was going and the vibes almost feel like they updated some of it to make it freshen it up a little bit for today yet it still had that feel like we were back in that time so i really enjoyed that i enjoyed mahalia's conviction to do the right thing and to keep her Christian faith and Christian roots. And she just wanted to be a church singer. She never wanted to be out there, get big and famous. She was um, criticized by other black people saying, you know, you need to represent us properly and act properly. And so she had that weight on her shoulders as not to not be too Southern or too ghetto, so to speak, which is one of my favorite words now, so to speak. And, uh, so you guys know you guys hear me say a lot of things repetitively but don't mind that i'm sure you're used to it not right now and by now (laughs) if you've been listening it's just naturally you know the vibe i'm in at the moment so some things i will repeat um actually i think that's one thing that i repeat a lot but let's get off of me and back into mahalia it was it was a wonderful story And I saw that, you know, she got married. She tried to do things in the right moral standing, but her relationship failed. She was even an entrepreneur. She was giving me me Madam C.J. Walker vibes. When she started her own successful salon, I was like, wow, she really did that. And then she, um, her, again, her husband's, her and her husband didn't work out. And she took in a young man during the time when she was married and and kind of watched over him and took care of him so he became her child so then she kind of in a way became a single mom she she connects with another man that i believe is a pastor while she's doing her music you know she didn't take any type of mess she really made me think of ma rainey's black bottom like all of these amazing diva women it just motivates me black girl magic all of that started with them so it's like they really um didn't take in any they didn't take anything from anyone and i really admire that about them and i also like the fact though that aretha did show some of her um insecurities and she really relied on her father a whole lot what he meant for her was a great deal of course your parent that's been with you your whole life you know so we saw some of their 
we saw them be sensitive and we saw them be strong. It, it was a combination of back and forth, but really just loving the messages of these women and just inspiring. So Mahalia, you know, meets another man. They have a good thing going for a few years. They never get married though. So not sure why, uh, she's going she's going through a battle with her body i think she has fibroids which i can relate to and the doctors just take her whole uterus out which i heard they did back then they didn't try any other methods but they just did that and so she basically told him hey i really can't have any kids and i'm wondering if that's why they didn't get married though they stayed together he supported her and stayed with her um they never got married but she basically said, well, I can't have any kids of my own. So then a while later, they've been together for a while, supporting each other. Um, he dies from some form of cancer. So we see cancer in this story. We see reproductive issues. We see things that we see today, like so maybe they didn't talk about as much back then as what I heard, but you know, I didn't hear about cancer a lot growing up, but you know, it's something that has happened in our communities, people of all colors. And so that's why I'm always for cancer awareness. She remarries. She connects with Martin Luther King. They're really close friends. It seems like him and Mahalia and Aretha and Mahalia were really close with each other. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Martin and Mahalia and Martin and Aretha were really close to each other. And I think there was speculation that at least there was some type of an affair going on with Aretha, but uh, I'm not sure. I know that there's speculation that he was cheating with cheating on his wife, though. I don't know all the details on that, but, you know, this is a drama. I lo- Mahalia was on Lifetime. These are all real people's story, real life dramas unfolding things from history that we can learn from that we can relate to so i i love both of those projects she remarries and this guy's kind of a no good kind of guy too so they break up as well and you know the only person that was actually there for her the whole time i say her son was second but her piano player friend and the lady that introduced her to the to the piano playing lady were the only two people that were in her life that stayed consistently in her life. Mahalia had this diva-like perfectionist spirit and she was always heard on her piano player, but her piano player helped her rise to fame. And her piano player went through some major arthritis issues that caused her to have issues playing so the whole time she was being hurt on her she didn't know she was going through some health issues so a lot of stuff on these in these movies and just beautiful and admirable I just loved watching their stories and the one thing I noticed about Mahalia though it closed out with her singing I think at a regular church you know, after her big rise to fame, her and her friend, the piano player, they played at this regular church and they closed it out with a great song. But you know how they usually show at the credits, like when, when the person passed or what else they did in their life beyond that. 
but it didn't say anything else. But I kind of liked the way it ended. I felt like it ended on a happy note. And I guess you can always Google it to find out that information as well. So yeah, there's so much, you know, we can enjoy. And when I enjoy some of this entertainment, I it really is a learning lesson for me. And it's really inspiring and then I can relate to it. There's so many levels that entertainment can help you not only give you time to enjoy something, but also give you that lesson in there as well. Get that, give you someone to relate to that maybe you might feel alone in an area, but through that entertainment, you get to see what other people have gone through, especially with these true life stories. So take some time to enjoy something, entertain yourself. It's not a waste. You know, it can, it inspires me a lot especially with podcasting, when I see something that's different and new and special that I could share with you guys, and it makes an impact on your life. So thanks guys for hanging out with me. Definitely check those projects out if you can, if you want to, if that's something that interests you. And you can go on YouTube for free and watch the Welcome to America video. It's sound only, but um, you get to hear Prince's new project as he continues music even after death and i'm glad he opened the vault his people his estate opened that vault and blessed us with some more of his music so enjoy your weekend enjoy your week god bless you as always thanks for listening to cbiz media this is irene you can always connect with me at cbiz tv at yahoo.com that's cbiz tv at yahoo.com